Welcome to the Spark Starter Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Nicole. Tune in to hear conversations with inspiring people, creative innovators, and industry experts. These episodes will ignite a spark and have you thinking about the world in a whole new way. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I want to give a little bit of a background before we dive in today. We have Joshua Gao on today's episode, who at the age of 15 led a team of his fellow high school students who were also around the age of 15 to develop a device that utilizes sound waves to extinguish fires. So at such a young age, he, with his few other classmates, who went to a public school in New Hampshire, joined a school competition. It was an international competition created by Nancy Conrad, where the students were asked to create inventions and then develop a startup around it. His team won first prize in this challenge in the energy and environment category. There was a total of six winners in this competition. And so one person from his team got invited to go speak at the Nexus Conference at the United Nations. And now Joshua, at the age of 17, with his two other co-founders who are also 17 as well, have co-founded the company called SAFE, which stands for SOUND, the Alternative Fire Extinguisher. So they took this project and now they're taking it to the next level to share with the public. Joshua is on a mission to bring technology out of the labs and into people's hands for impact. Unlike any other fire extinguisher in the market today, SAFE utilizes sound waves to suppress fires. Currently, his team is in the process of conducting extensive research and developing prototypes and has a patent pending. I'm really excited to dive in with this episode with Joshua because I look back on, you know, what was I doing during high school? I was not coming up with inventions and in different competitions. So I think it's really cool someone at such a young age is making a big difference and especially using a type of technology that I didn't even know you can use sound waves to put out fires. So with that, everybody, let's dive into today's episode. Here we go. We are live. Joshua, thank you so much for joining us today for this interview. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Yes, I'm, I'm really excited to connect with you ever since I saw you speak at the Hive Global Leadership Summit. My mouth was dropped to the floor, just what you were sharing, what you've created in the world at your age. Uh, I would love to just dive straight in. Will you share with the listeners what is SAFE and, and how did this all get started? Yeah. So SAFE stands for Sound, the Alternative Fire Extinguisher. And as the name suggests, unlike any other fire extinguisher in the market today, SAFE utilizes sound waves to suppress fires. So we started this maybe two years ago when we initially wanted to just, it was just like a school project, wanted to compete in this competition. So we got a few friends together who we all love business and technology. So we, I remember we sat together, like this was pre-COVID of course, around like the table at Barnes and Noble. We were just like brainstorming ideas left and right. What can we do? What can we do? Then all of a sudden this CNN notification pops up talking about how there's, you know, these wildfires raging in California, um, how like it, I think eight firefighters died. And that's when we decided like, this is a problem that we want to solve. So we looked back into like, you know, how sound waves, uh, how, how fires are extinguished. And we found out that like they've been extinguished with water, chemicals, powder, like 
for as long as like, you know, almost man is like known fire, like water has been been used. So that's why we said like, okay, what, what else can we extinguish a fire with? And we came across this like old paper that described how sound waves has this unique interaction with fire. So we just started building prototypes and we actually put out like the first flame we put out was a, a candle fire. And since then, the biggest fire we've put out was a three foot wide fire um, from like six feet away, completely just with sound waves. So it's been really cool, like working on the technology and seeing it grow. Amazing. So I'm just so curious about how this actually works or if you have more insights of how, of how this actually goes down. So using sound waves to put out a fire. Um, I also saw on your website, it, it helps reduce the chance of, you know, some, some of the chemicals used for in fire extinguishers, fire extinguishers can cause cancer or pretty dangerous. Um, so this is like a safe, effective way. How, how does sound, how do they actually put out the fire? How does this work? Yeah. So um, sound waves, at the end of the day, it's um, like a vibration. So like when we hear bass, for example, like at a concert, like you can feel, you can feel the bass, you can feel the sound. So we're using those same low frequency sound waves to just vibrate a flame extremely hard. And what that does, it separates the flame of the fire from the fuel of the fire. And of course, when the fire is no fuel, it can't really continue to burn. So we just move the flame back and forth until it's traveling so fast that it disconnects with the fuel. Okay, this is so wild to me. So you you did this in school as a as a project in high school with your with two other high school students. And when did you guys decide to take it more seriously? When did it become an actual business or you started actually trying to put it out in the world? Yeah, so I think the Conrad challenge, like that's the competition that we originally created it for was like a huge stepping stone in terms of our development because at the time like we were just like you know a bunch of like kids pretty much like running around like you know lighting fires um it really wasn't anything real until we went to this competition we met investors we met like industry experts ceos whatever who said like look this can actually be done and that's i think was a huge tipping point for us when we realized that like okay like there's this whole like startup um ecosystem where you can have an idea you fund it and you scale it. Um, so it really like at that moment, we decided we want to just take it and run with it. And since then we've just been working on it, like as if it was a full-time job pretty much. Cool. And so you decided to share with me to graduate a bit early so that you can be able to focus on this project. Um, what about your other co-founders? Are they still in school? What grade are they in or what, where are they at right now? Yeah, that's a really tricky question and one that we've been like talking about internally for like a ton of time. So right now I'm graduating a year early, but the other two co-founders, it's still up in the air. Um, and which, which makes sense. Like, of course, like graduating early is a huge risk in terms of just like, you know, you're missing out a whole year on your like early years of development, whatever. Like it's, it's a pretty big risk. So right now we're still in the process of figuring that out. Um, but um, I, whatever, whichever way we go, we're just trying to still like prepare as many things like getting into tech stars or whatever accelerators, um, next year, we're trying to build as much momentum so that this way for them, um, convincing their parents to, to, to skip a year of high school to, to graduate early won't be as like too far of a, of a jump, if that makes sense. 
Totally. And I, I just, I love this because I'm, I'm thinking so many people listening to this are imagining themselves in high school and what were you doing during high school? Um, you know, thinking, thinking of myself back when I was, when I was at that age. So I just, I think it's really inspiring that you are stepping up as a leader, having this vision, moving forward, learning entrepreneurship at such a young age. I think, you know, I'm curious what your thoughts on for other young people you know, how do we get more young people to be interested in, in starting these types of ventures? Well, thank you. Um, I really like, I feel like what I've done is really not as impressive as it may seem. Like, I really just feel like this is like, I think I, I, I say that like in the future, if I ever, you know, um, you know, start a, have a successful business or whatever, the one book I would want to write is one that talks about entrepreneurship from just the very like down to earth, like very basic terms. Like I think today, like we read like CEOs' bios and everything. They're like so impressive, so amazing. seems like they've done like these incredible things. And maybe like, you know, if you read my bio, it sounds like it's great, but really to me, it's just been small steps of incremental growth. Like I, we literally started this in like a Barnes and Noble where we were just discussing ideas and from there, it's, it's all about doing, I guess, just instead of just saying like, okay, like, you know, how can we plan this? How can we do that? Like it's instead of, it's just like, instead of thinking about how we can get stuff done, it's really just taking that leap of faith, taking that step of faith and maybe into the dark where you don't know where you're going to land, but just taking that step is really all it takes. I think, like, I think anyone could be doing what I'm doing right now. Everyone, you know, there's plenty of people smarter than me, plenty of people like, you know, better at math than me, whatever. Um, I just think that it's just like getting stuff done part is what's really important. So continuing on to that, that piece right there, just the entrepreneurial journey or the process, I'd love for you to elaborate more on the process of your prototyping for this um, machine or how this actually works. I'd love to hear about the ups and downs, the challenges, or what the technology currently looks like right now. I'd love to hear kind of that, that journey that you went through in building this. Yeah, so the first prototype was literally, which is really funny, um, kind of connecting back to the question that you just asked me, it was literally just like like a Bluetooth speaker, like a home speaker, something that like we just had lying around at home in like a cardboard box. So we shaped it a certain way and we created this um, collimator to, to suppress the fire. And since then, like we're um, like to be completely transparent, like we're literally doing all our experiments within like a signal generator, whatever electronics with an anechoic chamber that we built ourselves um, inside our, our shed, literally. So that's where a lot of the, a lot of the work happens. A lot of the research happens. It's haven't, it hasn't been like as complicated as some people like may think. A lot of it is just simply getting down, doing the work, getting the numbers together, trying out different methods. Um, for us, because sound wave suppression <clears throat> is such like a new thing, um, we feel like some like sometimes like experimenting is kind of like when like almost like Edison was like going through so many different variations where he really has no idea what will work, but he's just willing to go through like thousands of permutations of different, you know, wires for the light bulb or whatever to see this actual outcome. So we feel that that's a big part of what we're doing as well, because it's just so new. No one has really like, you know, quantified this through mathematical formulas or anything. We're writing those formulas ourselves right now. So um, a lot of it is just trying new things whether it seems stupid or not, 
And from those things, a lot of um, like that three foot wide fire, I can tell you is extinguished by accident. Like that day we were with the local fire department. We didn't expect to extinguish that fire, but it happened to be that um, a few like mathematical parameters worked out inside the, the testing area. And that's when we made like a, a large discovery that was patentable. So yeah, a lot of it has been just trying, trying new things. So you've been able to connect with the local fire department and they, did they assimilate kind of a, a fire or how did you get to be able to do that with them? Yeah. So in Nashville, which is a city I live in, Nashville, New Hampshire, our local fire department, they have like, um, like a, a burn chamber. So like they, that's where they train all the firefighters in the area. They like light fires in this building and then they like put them out and whatever. So we went into the burn building and that's where we actually did our tests. So um, yeah, definitely the local fire department was a huge help in our development. Was that when it kind of clicked like, wow, we weren't expecting this to actually go out and there must be something here that we can use. Was that kind of like a light bulb moment? Oh yeah, definitely. I can like, we were literally so excited. I remember like on the day of the test, like we, we tried like five or six like different tests. So it's been like, it was like an hour. Uh, we planned the whole test to be only an hour, but it was, our hour was up and everything. Nothing was happening. Like the firefighters started, literally started leaving because like, they were like, oh, this, I thought this was going to be like a cool, like sound wave fire extinguisher. Nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, like the alignment of something just uh, like literally worked out perfectly and this huge fire was just extinguished. And then we tried it again and again after that and it just worked hundred percent of the time. So um, yeah, it was just, it was a huge like light bulb moment, I guess. Yeah. What, what were all the firefighters saying at that point when they saw this happening? Every, I think everyone was just equally as amazed as we were. Like just everyone was just like, wow, this really works. I think like it honestly worked out better than if we were to just go there and directly extinguish fires. Like they saw like the, the grueling process we took as we like tried so many different things. And at the end, like it felt like it was everyone's accomplishments, everyone's success because the firefighters were helping us. Like, what if we try this? What do we try that? So it's just like a whole team effort, which was really, really satisfying. Yeah. That's really cool. And so where are you guys now with the, with the service? Have you already started selling these products or are you wanting to still get it out there, get funding? Where are you currently with, with all of this? Yeah. So right now we still need a lot of R and D to get to the point where we can sell because selling, especially something in like the safety area, like where literally people's lives are on the line. We do need to go through like quite a bit of um, approval processes. So like we'll go working with the local fire department to get approved and everything. So right now the plan is for the next like seven months, I think that's how much longer um, high school will last. But for the next seven months, we're trying to put together as many proof of concepts as we can of the technology to say, okay, this works. We have this much traction, we have this much momentum. And then once we get out to just go to investors and say like, hey, look, we have this technology that we have here. It's functional. We just need some extra money to get this lab approved. We need to get this through the uh, approval process. We need the government to license this, whatever we need at that point. And then from there, that's when we can get it into markets, I think. So I'm curious about some sound wave application because you hear a lot about solar power, you hear about wind power and some of these alternative um, energy forces. I'm curious if you've read anything on sound waves and the different ways that sound waves can be used because I never heard that it can be used to put out fire. I think that's amazing. So have you, do you know any other wave, uh, ways, <laughs> waves, do you know any other ways that sound waves can be used to generate energy or um, do similar things that you're looking into? 
Yeah, sound waves are just like so fascinating. Like we actually, I think as like human time, like we know very little, I think about sound waves. Um, recently a startup, I don't know if they're still going or anything, but they tried to use ultrasound. So like sound that's like really, really high pitched to where we can't hear it. And they tried to use that to actually um, transport energy. So like wireless charging, but not like wireless charging where you put your phone on the pad and it still has to touch the pad. But when your phone's like 50 feet away from like, you're at a Starbucks, it's like this device on the ceiling and it's just like transporting these ultrasonic waves to your phone that's charging them while you're standing in line. That's like the sort of potential that sound waves have. Uh, I think Stanford, they did another study where like using ultrasound, they could like instantaneously boil water. So imagine like, this has been like kind of ideas going on in the back of my head. Like what if we could get like, like right now we spend a lot of money on like water tanks, like water heaters and everything. And then when we like turn on the shower, for example, we have to wait for all the cold water to come out before actually hot water comes. So that's like a huge waste, I suppose, like annually of, of water. So what if we could get these sound waves like instantaneously heat up water right at the faucet? Imagine how much water, imagine how many resources, money um, that could save. Um, so there's a lot of this potential for sound waves. I, I, I definitely see a lot in the area. And a lot of people have been beginning to research it too lately. This is this is definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to start my podcast was to learn about things that, you know, areas of, in the world that I had no idea was existing. Are there currently like conferences or different things happening in the field of Soundwave right now? I don't think there are any Soundwave conferences yet. If you ever come across one, you'll have to let me know. But um, no, I don't think there's anything like that yet. Okay, cool. So people are, people are doing a lot of research and studying around this. Um, I love that. So is this something that any, it sounds like at first when you started, you put together a box with a Bluetooth speaker. Is this something just anyone at home could try? And if so, what would be a simple way to do a mini experiment? If you wanted to put out a tiny little flame, do you have a way that we could actually experiment with that at home? Uh, the one way you could do it, um, without like the whole box thing is actually we've gotten it with just like an iPhone where you play like a low frequency sound wave. You put it really close to the phone. I don't recommend anyone to do this at home because you might like burn your phone or whatever. But one of my friends, he put it like really, really close to the flame and it actually did put it out. Um, of course, there are like other like factors here and there that play with it that get a bit into the, to the like intellectual poverty, which unfortunately I can't really talk much about. But um, it's definitely doable, like at home. Like even if you just build that cardboard shroud that we made, it's it's doable. Yeah. So Joshua, what is your vision, your big vision, for this this uh, product as well as for yourself? Um, my vision for the product, um, we want to first go into like warehouses. Um, where we have this device, this, a modular device that you don't need to like, you don't need to have water pipes or whatever. You just plug it into the wall and you have this like fire extinguisher. We want to go into warehouses first. And then from there, homes or whatever other buildings. And eventually the really like huge purpose behind this is we want to build these systems for wildfires. Um, so we can like generate, we have technology to generate sound walls. So if we project like sound walls all around a wildfire, we believe that we can stop the spread of them and actually like force it to, to um, contract. So like I see that as a huge help, like, you know, in the environment, as we know, like with the whole global warming situation, like fires contribute a significant amount to global warming. So if we can reduce that, if we can save 
you know, lives literally with setting up these sound walls. That I think is a huge area of growth. Um, in terms of myself, my vision is just like, I, I maybe like this is because of my religion, like I'm Christian, but I see my purpose on earth as just like, I feel like like life is just like so short, right? We have like a hundred years or so on this planet and I just want to leave the earth better than I entered it, if that makes sense. Like I just want to be able to, I think my purpose is to love and just to serve my like fellow, fellow like brothers and sisters almost, like fellow human beings on this planet. And I think that's just what I want to do through business and technology. I love that. I'm, I'm grateful for you and using your mind and your passion to make the world a better place. I, I hope that more people choose to use their, their, their insights and their visions for good. So thanks for leading with that. Um, so when I was watching one of your videos, I, I saw that there were a lot of statistics on um, billions of dollars per year used to put out fires. Um, I'd love to hear from you any, any of those interesting statistics that you shared about fires and what's currently happening. Yeah, um, I think one of the statistics that we always include in our pitch deck is that like $330 billion is spent in the U.S. annually um, on preventing fires, combating, recovering from fires. That's like a huge, a huge number um, just on something that eventually with sound waves we can eliminate. So I think that just goes to highlight like how much potential sound waves, how much potential impact sound waves can make. Um, another statistic we always include is that every five minutes, actually. So I don't know if this, maybe this podcast is 20 minutes. By the end of this podcast, there's going to be, uh, what's it? Let me just quickly do the calculation in my head. I'm spacing out. Um, there's going to be 16 fires, um, home fires, which is a crazy amount. Um, so I think that just goes to show like how much potential impact that sound wave fire suppression can make in this world. Yeah, I think I was watching your video. I think it was like four or five minutes long. And it said, by the end of this video, four houses will have been burned down, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. So um, one of my last questions for you is when you think overall of this journey of where you were from the beginning to where you are now, what were some insights or personal learnings you've had about yourself or about the world or about entrepreneurship in general? Any big ahas or takeaways because I'm imagining you've gone through a major transformation from having this start out as a project to taking it to the next level. Yeah. It's interesting you ask that. I've been thinking about this a lot, like especially with like college applications too, I'm doing that as a backup in case this doesn't work out. Um, so like I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this question and what I've come to is that I think before I did um, safe, before I started like entering this like startup ecosystem, I used to think that in life, I'm one person and I'm trying to work, you know, with my family, we're trying to work hard. We're trying to gain success through that method. We're trying to, of course, help people along the way. But after I started safe, I, I saw the number of people that, that just naturally came into my lives, my, came into my life. And they were so willing to help. They were so willing to contribute. Um, I just feel like maybe the big theme that I took away from this is the phrase, we're all in this together. Um, Nancy Conrad, who founded the Conrad Challenge, she, she once told me that like the earth from space, because uh, her, her former husband was the third man on the moon, um, from space, the earth is just like a large blue marble spinning through this you know, endless black space. And if you think about it, that really puts us into perspective as humans on just planet earth, so small in the grand scheme of things, 
we're here to just help one another. We're here to just benefit one another, to learn from each other, grow from each other, to, to just, you know, make the world a better place. So I, I feel like it's just, that's that one phrase, we're all in this together has been the biggest thing that I've learned through this journey. I love that. I totally agree with you. When you, when you have something that you believe in, I have found that it's amazing the, the synchronicities and the people that just show up to support you. So I love that you, you see that and that we are all in this together. We're all on this planet uh, as humans together. So what is the best way for people to connect with you, Joshua, if they want to follow you online or follow safe? Yeah. Um, well, we're actually creating like a, like a monthly like update email. So um, eventually on the website, we'll have like a place where you can sign up for the newsletter. Definitely that, or just like, honestly on LinkedIn, like I I'm on that quite often. So if anyone wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, like happy to, happy to do that. Cool. Is your name Joshua Gao? Is that how you, is that on LinkedIn? Okay, cool. So it's J-O-S-H-U-A and then Gao, G-A-O. And then the website for safe, do you want to share with us? Yeah. Website? www.safefire.tech. Awesome. So thank you so much, everybody for listening. Joshua, thank you so much for being here. I want to say that for those that are listening and who are just inspired by Joshua and what he's done at such a young age, I want to say it is not too late to get started on the visions that you have, what you want to create in the world. It's never too late. But Joshua, thank you so much for being here today. I think what you're doing is awesome. Fully supporting you, fully behind you. Thank you so much for having me too. It's an honor to, to be featured on this podcast. And thank you for just being one of those people that has just been like helping me along the way and, and been here to, to support me. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much, Joshua. And thank you everybody for tuning in. listening to today's episode. If you liked or enjoyed this session, please subscribe or share with a friend. We look forward to having you join again for our next Spark Starter episode.